Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show. Brought to you, as always, by Eagle Eye View. It's myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Phil, good evening. Are you there? Can you hear me? I am here, and I can hear you. Good evening, Mike. Good evening. How the devil are you? <laughs> not too bad, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm not bad. A bit gutted the old season's finished. Um, we've got the World Cup in the summer, though, so still something to look forward to. And no doubt there'll be lots of stuff going on in the summer as well because um, uh, we've, we, we, I've seen this week that they're looking for coaches for for a, a girls' or a women's academy. Um, so uh, there's obviously stuff going on that we don't know all the details of at the moment, but it still looks quite promising, really, doesn't it? Looking for under-18 players as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that we were going to have an under-18s team, which is a bit odd because a lot of the other clubs have announced um, that they're just going to be having under-21 teams that will be incorporating their under-18s. So very young, some of them, in the under-21s, but it'll give them more time together in that longer group up to under-21. But also um, it will allow them to... Um, uh, to um, play at a higher level, sort of against older people, you know. So some of the under 18s will have the opportunity to play against 20, 21 year olds, and it will help their development. So we haven't said that we're going to do that. So I don't know who we're going to be playing against, other than under 21s, but potentially, because I know that I know that a lot of teams, um, for example, West Ham, I know for a fact, are only having under 21s, not an under 18s. So uh, the players that are leaving their under-16s this season um, will be moving straight into the under-21s, the ones that, that they want to keep. Um, so I don't know who, I don't know if we could, I don't know if, what sort of league we'll be in for under-18s, um, if it will be an under-18s or an under-21s league, I'm not sure. But my understanding is a lot of clubs are just scrapping the under-18s and just having a, a larger under-21 squad, you know. So we'll see, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I imagine Parish saw that as a perfect opportunity to form a team and win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a league of one team. Exactly. <laughs> that's, one, that's certainly one way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, we, we believe that we're very close to appointing a new GM as well. So hopefully that will happen. Yeah. That's a, that's a step that needs to take place very quickly with obviously player contracts and stuff to start sorting out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, that's, that's going to be a vital. Uh, appointment to get all that sorted out. There's a lot, obviously, we know that in women's football, there's a lot of short-term contracts. So the summer's a really busy time for the general manager. And so we need someone in as quickly as possible to to learn, you know, part of the role. Because, of course, if it's someone who's not been a general manager previously, there's stuff to learn, you know, the contact with the FA, all the things that they need to do as part of their role. And then, obviously, as you say, quite rightly, the player contracts and everything. So big, big job. And... Um, yeah, we've heard that they've uh, they've got somebody, I think, and they're really pleased with who they've got. So it's just a matter of waiting for them to be appointed now. Yeah, definitely, definitely a right, uh, a step in the right direction. Um, obviously, losing Paula and all the work that she did in that role, and then her her replacement, who was uh, the invisible woman, um, it, it's it's very key. That we, you got to you got to manage it from the top down, haven't you? And as you say, you know contract renewals we've got a lot of players who want to stay uh but need to be offered contracts to do that um and obviously we need to look at recruiting in the summer because uh from what we've heard today Sheffield United are going I think full to the hybrid model that Sunderland are um 
so you know there's other clubs that are going to be trying to improve themselves and you know we, we need to keep ourselves ahead of the curve and, and try to push on for next season um so you mentioned about watching the world cup in the summer but obviously at the moment no one's got any rights to it in europe <laughs> so at the moment I we won't watch the world cup in the summer yeah i did read somewhere that actually the uk has put in a reasonable bid uh, that FIFA, I, I think FIFA just sort of, they said the five main countries, Italy, Germany, France, Spain and England, I saw, well, Brit, UK, I suppose, because our, t- our TVs covers the whole of the UK. So I'd imagine that um, they just put those five together. But apparently the bit, the highest bid out of all of those five has been our, our you know, our TV and BBC uh, joint bid. So I'd imagine that we're probably quite close to an agreement. Um, but it's probably some of the other countries in the top five they named, but I think the other four might be a bit, little bit away of what they expect to be able to agree to. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a great lover of FIFA by any means, given all the corruption and crap that we've had to put up with over the years with Seth Blatter and now with the new guy. Um, and, 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 you know, and, I've, and, and so I've got, no, I've got no love really for them, but I'm really pleased that they're standing up and saying that we're not going to undersell this. You know, we are we are not going to undersell the Women's World Cup and you're not going to get it on the cheap. Um, it's you pay what it's worth. And that's 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 more than that's clearly that's been offered. I think we I think the UK is quite close from what I've read, but the other four countries have put are put in derisory offers for the for the rights. I mean, clearly, of course, the timings aren't, aren't they're not sort of peak time evening games. They're all in the morning. So um, because of the time difference. But at the end of the day, you know, People work different shifts now and they work different times and there's people, you know, you can take some time off. And I mean, I'm hoping to take two weeks off for the for the, for the, for the, for most of that World Cup, you know, so that I don't have to worry about getting up at five o'clock in the morning and then working for a full day. So um, people can, you know, if, uh, they should be paying what what it's worth. And it's a, it's a it's a it's a World Cup, you know, it's worth paying for. I mean. I think I think they I think between three and ten million has been offered or something by each of those countries. I think we we were at the upper end of that. I think that's what I read, but that just seems so cheap, doesn't it, for a full football tour? You can't. I'm sure. Maybe I've misread that, but it seems very very cheap. If it's ten million that's been offered, that's close to what they'll accept for the TV rights for a country. Then I'm surprised. I thought it'd be a lot more than that. Um, but anyway. We'll find out soon, won't we, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did see someone say that um it's it's FIFA's fault for devaluing it in the past. That they they've not backed the tournament enough in the past, but you know, I don't know. That's a that's a topic for another day, I'd imagine. Um yeah. obviously yeah. uh we're here the as you say, the, the season's ended. Um tonight's show is a special show. We will um, look back briefly on Sunday's final game of the season as uh, we went to the big top to take on the Clowns in our final match of the year uh, way to Charlton. Uh, so we will, we will have a little look at that um, and then we will go into uh, the player of the season um, which I'll explain the format of that for those who didn't sit, who didn't listen to it last year. I'll explain that when we get to it. Um in a second, I'll do the usual go through the scores uh, and everything for the weekend and the final table. Well, I will say, Phil, because I know you love to uh, go off on a, on a tangent that normally wipes out everything that I was planning to do later. Uh, <laughs> um, when we, as, we, as we discussed the Charlton game, uh, try and refrain from 
your views of the season as a whole because next week we'll, we'll do a season review. So the time yeah. to discuss overall performance and where we finished, blah blah blah, will be will be next next week. Because um, obviously, no, we've got to, okay. we've got to run through it. <laughs> I'll do right. my best. I'll do my best. I know yeah. what you like. Every time I think to myself, like, well, we'll do this throughout the show. You didn't mention it all in the first ten minutes, and I'm like, oh. Um, so, <laughs> I'm just ahead so, of the game, Mike. I'm, I can't help it. I'm just ahead of the game, and uh, I get in there first. And and you know, and as you know, I always get the credit for all the things you do as well. So <laughs> that's just well, the way it is. is, is <laughs> you is just got to get used right, to it, mate. Sorry. Honestly. <laughs> right. Right, well, I'll never get used to that. Uh, so, uh, last weekend, final round of fixtures. Uh, everything was decided, basically, apart from pretty much who was finishing fifth out of us in Southampton. I think that was literally the only thing, which, as we mentioned before, had there been playoffs, that would have been who finished in the final playoff spot. Um, but, obviously, you know, they, they don't want to do the, the potential of extending the, the excitement of the season, so that didn't exist. Uh, so, in the what would have been, had it not been for... City winning last week, but would have been a title decider. Birmingham beat Bristol City 2-0. Um, so, so, from what I've heard, Birmingham were over City as well. Uh, we drew one all the way to the Clowns. Uh, Dirty Durham picked up a win away to Lewis on the final day. Lewis have had a poor end of the season, really. Uh, London City against Coventry City. Very close game, pretty tight affair. Um... We weren't sure which way it was going to go, but in the end, London City squeaked a 9-0 victory. Um, I think it was only 6-0 at half-time, really tight game. Um, Southampton lost at home to Sheffield United. So Sheffield United have won the last four games in a row. Um, so under Morgan, they've had a pretty good run, apart from losing to us twice. So in your face, Jonathan Morgan. Um, and they did, But they did us a favour in that game by winning that game. Uh, as I'll explain in a second. And then Sunderland, who have also had a torrid end of the season, um, they lost 1-0 at home to Blackburn. So Blackburn picked up two clean sheets in the space of four days um, and they ended up with their highest points tally, um, their best season for them. So to so the final table, so Bristol City have gone up as champions with 48 points. Birmingham finished in second on 47 points, so one point in the end. The difference there. Um, imagine if Charlton had turned up at Bristol last week. It could have been Birmingham going up this week. Uh, but the Bristol are champions. London City finished in third on 45 points. So three points off in the end. Um, then Charlton in fourth on 38 points. Then we came fifth hey, on 34 points. Uh, thanks to our draw and Southampton's loss, which saw them stick down to sixth on 33 points. Um... Then you've got Durham. Dirty Durham was 7th, 28 points. Sheffield United ended up finishing 8th from 27 points. Lewis, 9th from 26 points. Uh, Blackburn, 10th from 23 points. And then Sunderland, 11th on 18 points. Really, really surprised with Sunderland on that. I, you know, I know they started difficultly, then they seemed to pick up form and they've, they've had an awful end of the season, to be honest with you. And then Coventry, who... And quite frankly, it's got to be the worst team that's been in the league since the reformation of it. Bottom seven points, a minus 59 goal difference. Just unbelievable. Um, so they will be in the National League next year. So that's the final table. Uh, obviously, so we, we played against Charlton. Um, our lineup was 
the same. But we were pretty much down to only having 11 players and, and three outfield players left to pick for the last couple of games. So there wasn't much you could do anyway. But um, So our, our lineup uh, was Fran in goal, um, back three of AJ on the right of the centre backs, Amy in the centre, and then Fliss on the left. Then Phil was in the holding role with Holly Holding and Coral in midfield. Um, he had Moles on the left, Polly on the right, and then Hughie up top with Annabelle in the hole behind us. So uh, as it's been for for a fair while now. Um, so that was the lineup. Uh, obviously, before the game, we got to do the interview around yours. Uh, we finally got to sit down and interview Lee Snashfold. Um, that is available. It's if you go on my Twitter profile, the, the replays are on there. It's also now on Spotify. The link is also, I tweeted that out today. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I highly recommend it. Top bloke, Lee, really nice to meet him. Um, had a really good, fascinating chat. Um, some of the things he's experienced. And just to get an idea of, uh, you know, what it was like back then, you know, 2002 to 2010 in the women's game um, and at Palace. And um, just really insightful. Uh, plus you get to listen to us eating lasagna. You know, which I'm sure everyone wants to do. Um, so, yeah, so that is available. Um, so we've got to do that first, which is a nice start to the day for us. And then we headed over to the Valley, uh, where we invaded Clown Town. Um, your, your thoughts on the game, Phil, and, and generally the, and generally the, the atmosphere and, and everything in the ground? Well, I thought it uh, started off like almost like a friendly, didn't it? It was like really slow pace the first half. Um, and uh, it was just like both teams had finished the season already in a way. It was really odd, wasn't it? It was just it was very, very slow. We dominated most of the possession um, uh, in the first half. But, it, you know, it was, uh, I mean, Fran, um, in the second half, Fran, no, in the first half, Fran made a brilliant point-blank save. Um, uh, we didn't create that much. We had a couple of chances that flew over the bar and uh, another one just went wide, but we didn't really... They weren't clear-cut, really. And I think it was just a really strange sort of game, really. You know, like you said, we invaded... I mean, the noise all came from us. There was no atmosphere there, really, from Charlton fans. Um I mean, the last home game of the season, you'd expect them to sort of make some sort of noise, but they didn't. Um, so all the noise came from us. Um, the first half was, yeah, it was just a slow pace and uh, um, we kept possession quite well. I thought our passing our passing in recent weeks has been really, really good. And, and we've, we've, we've knocked it around and we've looked a really good team. Um, didn't really have much of an end product in the first half. Um, second half was completely different. I thought we stepped up the pace a little bit. I thought we really p- pushed on. Um, I don't know what was said at half time, but it definitely made a difference. We just looked like a different team and we looked um, like we were playing with a lot more purpose. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we went one nil down again, you know, pace through the middle, um, uh, which is been a story of the season a little bit really get just getting caught on the break a little bit you know when we're when we're pressing forward and then we lose the ball in the changeover in midfield then we're on the back foot and it's difficult you know understand that it's not easy and they and obviously Melissa Johnson's roof super quick she got in there and knocked it past Fran just got a toe to it first and then knocked it into the roof of the net so we went one nil down and then um second and then after that in the second half we just sort of 
we did, I thought we just dominated possession, really. They had a couple of half chances, but most of the chances came our way. Ball just wouldn't drop for us, really. I, I don't think our final ball into the box was that good. Our crossing wasn't fantastic. Um, a lot of it didn't, didn't get past the first defender. So, you know, it was just frustrating, really. You know, we need to get better balls, especially when you've got Hughesy in the middle there. You've got to get better balls into the box. But, um, but yeah, we, we just um, kept bat battling away. And then um, Phillips had a shot that was sort of blocked, half blocked, I suppose. And it fell kind of, the first time it really fell to us in the game, really, in the box. And, and it was a great, great finish into the roof of the net from... Um, uh, from Elise Hughes. So Hughesy um, did, yeah, she finished it beautifully with her left foot. So I think we did, that's the least we deserved. I mean, gosh, I thought we were the better team for most of the game. Should have had a penalty towards the end when it blatant, right in front of us and the linesman in front of us. Blatant handball. Um, linesman gave a call. Now it's, you know, the ball was cut. If that's a natural position for someone's arm to be in, then gosh, I'd love to see that person walking down the street because they'd be walking down with their arm in front of them ridiculous and it was just like um every all of us just immediately it was so obvious we just all shouted handball and the only person who didn't who didn't who, who, on our side of the pitch who didn't seem to give think think it was was the linesman you know gave a corner i mean unbelievable decision because i mean that ball was crossing into the box so you know it's a handball in anyone's book it's just ridiculous but anyway he didn't give it so, and a lot of the players, I mean, and our, our players, you know, very rarely do they go up to the referee in that, in that, into the linesman or the referee. And they, they were very, very vocal about that. They all thought it was clearly a penalty as well. I mean, when your arm's sticking out and you're stopping the ball coming across, that's a penalty, you know. That's not a natural position when your arm's sticking out like that. So, should have had a penalty, didn't, but we deserved at least a draw. I mean, I thought second half we were the better team by a long long way um some some solid performances from the players i thought everyone had a decent game um i thought um holly on the right hand side caused them a lot of problems with her pace i thought she played really well getting down that right hand side final ball into the box wasn't wasn't great uh, from anyone really um and then um yeah, I thought I thought everyone worked really hard. I thought Molly did really well on the other side. I mean, everyone just worked really hard and we looked good in possession. Um, Amy at the back was very calm as always, keeping possession and passing the ball and even under pressure. I mean, there's a couple of times when I was thinking, wow, they're taking a chance there, but the confidence they've got playing at the back now, just, you know, it's much more, much different to earlier in the season, I think. They just seem to be... You know, there's times in that game where we might have lost possession in a, on the edge of our box, but we we seem to be dealing with that better now. Um, so there's, I don't know if it's more confidence or just because they play, they've just been playing that way a little bit longer and got used to, you know, keeping possession at the back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were a couple of times when I thought, oh my God, we're going to lose the ball on the edge of our box, but we just managed to keep, keep you know, turn into, in the right direction and keep the ball. And so, um Great confidence. Great to see the team playing with that sort of confidence, actually, because it's not easy, you know, when you're under under pressure away from home with four, three or four forwards coming down, trying to close you down. And we didn't panic, you know. We just played the way we played our way out of, out of trouble quite often and looked really, really good playing football. So I thought, yeah, I, I was really pleased. A really good end to the season. And um, I know that you're not happy that we drew because it, it messed up the league table where we didn't we wanted to have a big zero in the middle there for for draws, but I thought I thought it was the least we did we deserved, and I did I did uh, predict it actually. I said one one, so I'm very proud of myself as well as the team and everyone else.
you there, Mike? Yeah, I lost you at the end there. Yeah, you, I heard you saying very proud of the team that it kind of cut off. Oh, oh, and myself because I got the score right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, the uh, yeah, we did, but when you, when you got all season, you've gone all season without a draw. To then get one at the end, you know, we ruined that big zero. But that the, the all or nothing. I had it planned in my head a graphic I was going to get of all or nothing. You know, the, <laughs> the most epitome of it, and you know, we, we then go and draw it into the, the season. Um, but in the end, it's a very valuable point that gain us a place. So um, <laughs> we're very happy to accept it. But do you know what? I think for, for me, the game. I'll, I'll talk about the game first, and then about kind of the atmosphere second. I thought the first half. I mean, you, I know you said about it being a, like, a bit like a friendly and stuff, and it was. It, it had that end of season feel about it to a degree, but I, I also think that both teams packed the midfield, and because obviously the way we the way we work the ball, we as I said before, we like we, we set up like a V, and the point of the V starts with aiming, and it goes out. So it'll go one way, it will it will go um, like Amy, kind of then AJ she moves forward. Then Holly, then Polly, and then the other way, you know, it will be Amy, then Fliss, then uh, Coral, then Moles. You know, we kind of work in that in that kind of route, um, and try we we try and pass we work the ball around and then you know open up chances for ourselves. Is how we play, but we have said before we we don't do it we don't move the ball quickly a lot of the time. We we do it methodically, so it will kind of pass. It's like when you watch rugby when they pass along the line as they run. We kind of do that. So at times it's easier for teams to get across. But Charlton, you know, they, they've got Karen Hills as the manager. And I think that they would have looked at how we played. And that, that first half, they they flooded that midfield. And their, their game was flood the midfield. And like they did when we played them at Sellers, it was, you know, they they looked to try and split our defence because at the time it was we were playing the, the back two that was just getting mullered by everybody off a pace. Um and this time around, you can see their 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 plan was flood the midfield and then try and get Mel Johnson through, but her pace is phenomenal. Um, and so we we found it very difficult to, to get forward, but then so did they, really. Um, other than, as you say, Fran made a great point, blank save in the first half. I mean, it was absolutely smashed at her. <laughs> um, you know, and, but other than that, I don't really remember her having to do too much in the first half. I mean, in all fairness, neither did their keeper, but I know Moles had a great chance. And then we got through. I think it was Coral got through, and you're waiting for her to lob it over the keeper, and she, I think she hits it at the keeper, and it kind of falls to Annabelle who takes it into the box. But her angle, by the time she gets to be able to settle on the shot, is too wide, so that she hits the side netting. So we we still had two great chances in the first half, but it was it was very, as I say, the midfield was so packed where both teams were kind of cancelling each other out. I thought it was hard to, for both teams to get much going. And then I kind of feel second half, I think we we adapted how we play because we started looking a lot for the, the ball over the top, um, trying to get Annabelle through. Um, and the thing is, I mean, it never once worked. Poor old Annabelle, bless her. She, the amount of times she's made the run, but the ball has never beaten that last defender. A couple of times it was so, so close. Um, but by doing that, we weren't, constantly using the midfield all the time like like you know bogged around past the midfield so the Charlton packing the midfield wouldn't mean it so they had to adapt to it and I think that just started to open up the pitch and open up the space which then enabled us to then mix up our play and use the, the wings more and we we 
had a fair few opportunities down the way, especially down the right. But unfortunately, just no matter who it was that got down, a lot of them were Holly, um, Paige, which came on a couple of times. We just didn't, the final, the, the cross into the box, just it was never clear in the first player. Um, but I thought second half, we were the better team. And their goal came against the run of play. It was all us pushing forward. Um, and then it's like the sucker punch where they, they've got the goal and, and they won the love. And you're thinking, you know, how, how, how has this happened? Because they, they did not deserve to be in the ahead at that point. Um, you know, so, you know, for us to to, to keep going, because it would have been easy, you know, in, in that moment, uh, especially the end of the season and stuff, it would have been easy to kind of not give up, but, you know, find it tough going. But we we were straight back at them again and we dominated the rest of the half. They had a couple of chances because, you know, good players in the pitch, Mel Johnson and, and Frida Ayusi, I think it is. The, but they, she was causing us all sorts of problems as well. And then they took her off. Um, but we kept going and, you know, and we, we earned the right to get level. Uh, it was the least we deserved. And as you say, it was the first chance in a while that Hughes had in the box you know, she's had to put so much work in and then never really get the ball. Whoever plays centre striker, I keep saying this for the men or the women, it's such a, a, a thankless task because we we don't really get the, 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 goal, the goal score opportunities created. Um, but, you know, when that opportunity fell, her reactions were key to it and it was a top, it was a great finish to get ahead of the defender um, and to put it in the top corner at one all. And as you say, we should have had a penalty uh, as a blatant handball. Uh, but that linesman was got awful all game. I mean, the, I thought the ref, first half, well, both halves, a lot of the decisions. Cholm got everything, but there were two fouls that we did blatant fouls that we got we got away with as well. So there was a couple of times where we should have been penalised. But there were so many things just given Charlton's way, and that lino because obviously he was right in front of us, and we might have given him a bit of stick during the game. But he first half, I mean, he was never up with the play. They, there was a couple of times where Charlton were offside. He had no clue because he was never, ever up with the play, never in line to see it. Um, and then somehow misses the penalty, which is was so blatantly in front of him. It's unbelievable. Um, so that's a shame because obviously there had been a chance to win the game and then we could have kept the, uh, the all or nothing, the zero, <laughs> the zero to the draw column. Uh, and in all fairness, I think over the 90 minutes, had we won the game, I don't think um, anyone could have argued about it, you know, I think the Charlton riders with themselves. When you look at the two halves, uh, I think overall, I thought we would we would a better team. Um, and you know, yeah, it was really, really enjoyable, really enjoyable to watch um, and be a part of. Um, and that kind of brings me the atmosphere wise because obviously I kept saying you know the red and blue party and we had all our balloons, which we completely forgot to blow up until I think it was Russ, wasn't it? Pointed out about five minutes, ten minutes before the game started. It's like where are the balloons. We're all then frantically trying to pump up balloons, which kept popping as we're doing them, uh, and then working out how on earth we're going to get them out. Uh, I've got everyone to wait till the, the players from the halfway line, so it could be seen by the players that we had the balloons. Um, and then the groundsman spot it. It's just about to go in the goal, the balloon, and he popped it well out of order. Um, but I thought, you know, it was you expecting something. They moved the game to the valley. Uh, they've had a good season, Charlton. You know, they get a good crowd, a decent attendance. I don't know what the final attendance was, but South London Derby, they obviously care about us more than we do them. It's just how, we, how it is with the Palace Charlton scenario. So you'd have thought there'd have been a, a, a good atmosphere. And as you say, nothing, absolutely silent. Um, I mean, we had 
Perfect. We had a reasonable amount there. It's good to see uh, there's some families there from us as well. Um, obviously, there's a core of us up on that. Um, I can't say gantry, but in that one section, probably only about 15 of us. But the noise in the ground, I mean, I mean sadly, watching it, I've seen, watching the highlights back, um, I don't know if it's just the way that the, the camera records, but I didn't think we sounded quite as loud. But we sounded, for 15 people, uh, I thought we, we were really loud. We sang the whole game, you know, and Charlton, not one, not one song, nothing out of them at all. Um, and I, I loved it for us. We were singing our hearts out and, um, you know, it was, it's just, been, I really feel that this season, especially the second half of the season, I kind of feel like we've really clicked up a gear on in, in the terrace, just in noise and stuff, because there's plenty, there's been plenty of games in the past when, in all fairness, we are, we're guilty of standing there for long periods. Um, a lot of it, you know, some of them, myself included, I used to be apprehensive about starting the song in case no one joined in. Um, and now there's that confidence that if one of us starts singing, we'll all start singing. And we've got the player songs and people know them. Um, and I, so I thought atmosphere-wise, I thought, you know, considering they were the home team at the Valley, I thought we, we owned that ground. Um, it, there was only, there's one, there's one, you know, we were the better team and we were the better set of fans in my, in my point of view. Um, you know, so yeah, it was a, a really enjoyable end to the season. Um, and and the positive was, you know, yes, we yes we we blew the the, the zero, the perfect zero uh, column of the draws. But um, you know, the, the team, everything that's gone on this season, um, you know, in all so there's been so many things throughout the year uh, that, that have gone on um, that kind of made things easy. And for the team to have had the run that they've had at the end has been phenomenal. And to get into fifth. At the end of the season, you know, we only we only finished what three points off of last season's record total and one place below it. So bearing in mind where we were not long ago, uh, to have done that, I think you know is is superb, and and the players deserve that for the, for all the work that they put in, you know, um, on the pitch, and they they deserve to get that 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 strong finish, you know, and get that higher position in the league, you know. So I'm really I'm really pleased for them, and I'm really thankful for. You know, it, we, we're vocal at the end of the day because we love watching their team and we love you know, the, the passion that we get from the players. You know, it, it's kind of cyclical, isn't it? Because, you know, they play for us and we sing for them and then one enhances the other. And I think that's really shown in the last eight or nine games for both sides, you know. I think that's really enhanced. So, yeah, for me, I think starting with interviewing Lee, all the way through um, the atmosphere and the game and everything, I thought it was an absolutely cracking, cracking day as a fan to to end the season. Yeah, it, it was, and um, yeah, I mean, I, was, I always feel a bit sad at the end of the season. I did it when we played Sheffield United last year. We had another away game at the end, and that was that was a draw as well, two two. And I always feel a little bit sad because I'm thinking, oh my god, how many of these players will we might not see again in a Palace shirt? You know. And you do feel like quite attached to the team, and you've sort of followed them around all season and seen how they've developed and what how they've given us everything every in every game, which is and I can honestly say they've never ever let us down with their effort. And I'm standing there thinking, gosh, how many of these players are we going to still see next season? Because we just don't, and that's a problem. We just don't ever know. We don't know. We don't know who's on a two-year contract. We, I'm assuming most of most of the players are on one-year contracts. So, 
no one probably you know knows what's going on themselves so we and we certainly don't so I just think it's quite sad in a way you know but I suppose when you look back it's all part of sort of the memory of the season is you know um your attachment to certain players I mean I still follow all the ex-Palace players and then they're in the clubs that they've moved on to um I never let that that you know I never forget what they've given us and I, I always look out for them as well and so I will, I'll be doing that if anyone leaves the club you know and ultimately players always will so those who leave the club this summer I'll be still following them around and making sure you know I give them my support from afar in their new clubs uh but yeah I, is it, it's always a tinge of sadness at the end of the season but you know um it was. It was. I'm just glad we didn't lose because we did not deserve to lose that game against Charlton. So, I was quite happy with the draw. I thought that was decent. I thought the performance was probably going to be. I mean, the fact that we moved up a place because Southampton lost that made the draw even more special. So that was great for us. Um, I was really impressed with the performance as I have for most of the season. Um, we got some really good players. Got a good team spirit. So yeah. Um, another season draws to a close. What can I say? I mean, uh, it's just, and we're going to talk about that probably next week. You know, our favourite parts of the season and stuff. But yeah, I just thought, I just always feel at the end of the season, there's a little bit of sadness that we're going to lose some of these players. And but you know, we 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 have new players coming in then, and then we get to know them. So you know, it's just one of those things that we have to deal with. But um, I'll be very sad to lose any of that squad um, in the summer because. They've all given everything to us, and um, that's all we could, that's all we ever ask for. You know, play, play, give everything for the badge, and uh, they certainly do that. It's been an incredible effort this season. I'm really proud of every single one of them. Yeah, no, you are right. That is the the unique, not necessarily in a positive way, element with the women's game moment, especially in in this league. Is there's, there's, there's a high high turnover most seasons um so yeah as you say you kind of just as uh, we've, we've bonded even more with, with the players and then you're thinking oh God, who are we going to see next year and obviously for United because we've got the trophies obviously tonight's uh player of the season which we'll get to in a minute um we have the trophies for that we've got the golden boot trophy to give out obviously our plan will be to do it um at the start of the season but we have to hope that the players are still there uh, that's the gamble. And we have got another special trophy to give out as well, which, which I won't mention about until it's turned up so I can take a photo of it. And so, you know, that's another one we'd have to... So they're free to start with um, start next season. And then if Mole stays, probably a fourth after that because she's only one away from her 50 appearances. Um, but yeah, so it, it, yeah, it is, it is that weird time where we never really know... Um, who we're going to still have. Um, and as you say, you don't, you don't want to see these people leave. Um, but um, hopefully, hopefully the core of that team will, will still be there next year. Um, you know, so, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it was a good end. Uh, as I say, the, 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 it's, it's been so much fun the last few months, especially, I think. Um, but we'll talk about that next week. Next week, as I say, is the, we'll do the season review. We can look at, We'll, we'll work away through the season, the highs and the lows, and our favourite matches and moments and blah blah blah. So um, we, will, we will do that next week. Um, obviously, we are here to discuss the Eagle Eye View uh, Player of the Season award. Now, I've, I've been running for the last two weeks the Fans Player of the Season um, on Twitter. So I did a poll. Um, 
And obviously, there isn't a trophy at the end of that one um, because we can't keep doing trophies. Plus, in all fairness, it, it does, uh, like last year, it, it got skewered by Chelsea fans who came in and all voted for Emily, who had a, who's had a really good season for us, but really probably wasn't um, necessarily would have got the vote if, if it hadn't been for the Chelsea fans coming in. So um, there isn't a trophy for that, but I think it's a good it's a good chance because we like we discussed this and, and I'll, I'll announce I announce who the winner is of this one. I think it's a good opportunity for the fans to to have their say and you know um, show their support for the players. So we've run that. I've run that for the last two weeks. Uh, it was far more detailed. I'll be little groups getting the same quarterfinals and semifinals. Uh, and in the end, the winner um, was Annabelle Blanchard, um, which, you know, is a fantastic choice, the the season she's had. And I'm sure I won't mention too much about her at the moment because I'd imagine that might be happening in a few minutes. Uh, one of us might be talking about her. So, um, but just a massive congratulations to, to Annabelle for that. Uh, she did tell me off because for the second time in a couple of weeks, I've been told off by one of the players because my stats have let me down. Uh, I had her down as four assists, but she said, correct to me that it was seven because there's three in the cup. So, uh, although to my defence, the stats of assists is really hard to collate because I rely on, for that, I rely on the um, footy stats website. Uh, whereas everything else, I collect myself, like the goals and appearances and that. Um, but the yeah, assists, uh, that's as hard as That's my excuse, uh, but I was corrected. <laughs> but um, no, so absolutely deserved for Annabelle, and that, um, a huge congratulations for her for winning the the fans' player of the season. Um, but this is the Eagle Eye View one. This is for the illustrious trophy. Uh, it's this will be the fourth year uh, of its existence. Uh, in I put a tweet out earlier, but the first trophy awarded was in the 2019-20 season, where um, Dre won it. Uh, then 2021 season, it was won by B. Um, and then last year, it was won by Coral. So, um, you know, it, it, some players have some real standout seasons for us, uh, have won it. And I thought last year was tough. Um, this year was also incredibly tough. Um, a lot of possible candidates for it. So, uh, the way we do this is uh, Phil and I, there'll be, there's, we discuss a total of eight players. So we, Phil and I haven't said who we're going to say. So it'd be fresh to ourselves. But we will take alternate uh, naming in total four players each who we're putting forward. And a little, a little spiel as to why we're saying them. Um, and then once we discuss the eight players, then I'll announce who is the winner. Um, so Phil, as I'm so courteous, I will let you start <laughs> with your first pick, your first nomination for the Eagle Eye View Player of the Season. Well, you, you won't be surprised because I, you know, this is my favourite all-time Palace uh, women player. So um, my first nomination is Cole Haynes, um, absolutely sublime footballer, um, incredible talent, great vision. Uh, just such a good footballer to watch. She's great on the eye because she just the way she just finds space and just moves moves the ball and then finds a pass and her distribution. She you know, she finds those little pockets of space. I mean, I remember a couple of weeks ago where she was finding space against Lewis on the left. You know, she just 
she just drifts into those areas almost without thinking to make sure she's got that space to get on the ball. And then when she's on the ball, she drives forward, she finds passes, she pulls defenders out of position. Incredible player. And of course, we know last season she was she had the most assists. She's um, the, still at one of our most... I mean, and with Annabelle coming in, of course, that that sort of shared that that ability to make things happen and create havoc in the uh, in you know in the opposition's defense but um it, we did rely on her an awful lot on her own before Annabelle joined but I just think that she unlocks defenses and she she's just such a fantastic footballer um and of course she scores goals and one of my favorite goals of the season was the winner against Sheffield United right in the top corner great finish um you know what can I say? You know, I, I, I'll say it every year, you know, because I just think she's brilliant. I, absolutely. I will be absolutely devastated the day she leaves us. Um, and uh, I just think she's just a fantastic footballer. And, and you know, it's really disappointing for me, especially. And I'm sure I, 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 maybe others as well. I don't know how Coral felt herself. But when she was brought back into a defensive midfield role, I couldn't quite get my head around it. Because when you've got one of your main attacking threats, a goal scoring threat, a creative threat, and you're pulling that, taking all that away by putting someone in. I know we have to have someone in that role the way we play. And Philbs has done brilliantly in that role since she stepped in. And I know we have to have someone there. We've tried Kirsten there. We've tried Phil. We've had Philbs there. And I do realise that, you know, we do have to have a defensive midfielder um, in that role. But it should never have been Coral, in my view. Um, you know, and... Uh, and since she's been moved back up into a more attacking role, again, she's just been amazing. Scoring goals, creating havoc, finding space, pulling teams all over the place with the way she runs and draws defenders out of position with the ball. And I just think she's an exceptional footballer. So you will not be surprised, Mike. I'm going for Coral Haynes as my first nomination. I am not surprised. Uh, and do you know what? <laughs> consistent, consistent. Consistent is one of the words I'd use for Coral. I know. You know, because she she got... Well, first season, she got seven goals, five in the league. Then last season, she got five in the league. And this season, she's got five in the league. And the thing is, you know, as you say, she she got moved to the defensive midfield role and just... Well, it's not her position. It just isn't. And you took away that element. And the thing is, you you need... the gap, there's too big a gap between her and Annabelle, and you need you want those two players together for the magic to happen. Um, and it was looking at a point you think I remember there's a point you know thinking she's had five goals in the league the last two seasons, she's on zero, and we're in the 2023, and then she's ended up with five goals, and only one of them was a penalty. Uh, we've only had one penalty all year, and that was against Lewis last week, so um. You know, absolutely superb, uh, a key player. For, as I said, she's kind of like, I kind of see her as like the goodbye of the team a little bit, which is for that quality that she has that it just differentiates her from a lot of a lot of the other players we've had over the time. And, you know, she, she's one of those players who have been here three years now. Uh, we need to keep her here as long as we possibly can because while you've got a player of her of Coral's ability in the team, then, um, you know, you, you're going to have a platform to build upon. So a great choice, obviously winner last year. Uh, so definitely a great candidate. Um, and with that said, and I've, I've mentioned it already, but my first nomination, uh, I'm going to say it now, but in case you mentioned it, and then I don't get to talk about it. Uh, and that is Annabelle Blanchard. 
Um, obviously, as I said, she's the fans' player of the season. What a player! <laughs> uh, uh, I remember last summer you'd got wind of the possibility that we were in, we were trying to sign her, and I remember all summer both of us I was constantly we're constantly checking to see when, when Blackbird were putting out tweets about stuff whether they mentioned her or not, contract site, new contracts and stuff like that. And she didn't turn up, didn't turn up. And we, we kind of had that hope, but with Palace, you never know until until it's in concrete, you know, until you, you see the picture of the shirt. Um, so delighted when, when she was announced. Um, you know, she's, she's still young and so incredibly talented already. It's kind of scary. Um, and I've said before that for me, I look at her. I don't like. I, I know I'm going about to do a, a men's comparison again, but I suppose it's it's the best way for perhaps some people who haven't got to, got to see the players enough or still don't know enough about the women's team yet to perhaps uh, understand where I'm coming from. But like, I see her as what Wilf is for the men's team, not in the sense of obviously coming through the academy because that hasn't happened, but that standout player who just has that magic about them that in a game where Nothing could be happening, or it could be really tight. When Annabelle gets the ball, you think something can happen, and you know, and even it was the same even on Sunday, even when it was tight. You know, when Annabelle gets the ball, because the, one of the things she can do better than anyone else in our team is work with the ball for for a long period of time. And what I mean is, she'll pick up the ball. And then she'll keep it and she'll move and she'll beat a couple of players. And when you think she's going to get tackled and lose the ball, and she's still got it. And she's the one player, I think we said it on Sunday, because we do have a tendency to, to again, the men do the same, to, to pass at a player that's not in space. But she's the one player that you never worry about it because she's got magic feet. And if she gets the ball and there's one or two defenders around her, there's every chance that she will get past those two defenders and we're still with the ball. It's just uh, definitely one of her strengths. Um, and, you know, it's she's just given us a completely different element. Um, and she's another player that, for me, you, you build a team around. We need to keep her at this football club, not just for next season, but for the long term. Because I think the, the WSL is going to come calling for her sooner or later. And I'm desperate for it to be that we go up there with her. Um, because, as I say, she's just such a, a a great player and watching her and Coral together, you know, bloody hell. <laughs> you know, that, that's lucky times as a football fan to see two players of that creative ability, um, to, but two different types as well in, in how they do it. Um, and the problem was, obviously, she she started off really well. You could see straight away, although the goals weren't, weren't flowing, that, you know, she was a massive difference to make her in a team. And then she started off in the hole but they got pushed when we had that spell, spell didn't we, where we just kept changing the lineup and the positions. And, and she ended up getting put out in the wing. And for me, I felt we lost an element of what she brought to the team. She can do the wing role because, as I say, she's, got, she's good with assists. She's got the, the, the feet and the ability to run up players and beat them. But she's so much better sitting in the hole, roaming where she can move in any position and she's an anchor because she'll, she'll come to she's in the first couple of games. She, she'd come deep. You know, she'd get a ball in our half and then Coral would move and people are moving all over the place and, and she'd get the ball and run and just open up space and it started off in an attack um, moving forward much earlier and I just kind of felt putting around the left, you, you lost a bit of that element, that element of her game and then thankfully the second half of the season we seemed to come back into the middle uh, she hit the goal scoring form 
as well. Um, she's ended up with six goals for the season. I still stand by the fact that she could easily have been in double figures. On, on another, some of it has just been just sheer unlucky. Where on another day, some of the shots she's had going, you know, um, and on this occasion, these occasions, it's either been a good save or a last minute block or something like that. And there's been a couple of times where, as I say, she's she's still still young. She's still learning the game at this level and working with the team. And it will come. And I, I, I look at her and I think, you know, she will. She's she's not just a double figures player. I think moving forward for goals, but you know, at this level at the moment, I think she could easily be a, a twenty goal a season player. You know, and she's not even the main striker. But then, other than the, the very few, I think you know, high scoring strikers. Uh, are very few and far between these days. It's kind of a, apart from obviously Erling Haaland, I disagree. But but you know, it's it's kind of a dying breed of position, like fullbacks that are just defenders. That's also going out. It's weird. So you got fullbacks now are always more attacking, but a striker seems to be more defensive. They're more of the, the anchor to come back and um, pick up the ball deep, and and it's more like the wingers now, the wide players. So. Um, I, I think for me, for me, you know, she's a hell of a talented player who's only going to get better. Um, and we need to keep her in this side. And as I say, she 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 is the player um, who can create something out of nothing, who can be that spark when it's not working or any other way, anything like that. Annabelle, for me, is, the, is that that kind of little magical player that we've we've had so much fun seeing with, with Will from the men's side. And I don't want many years of getting to see it with Annabelle on the women's side. So my first choice, my first nomination is Annabelle Blanchard. Yeah. I mean, obviously Annabelle was on my list, so you've got there before me. Uh, um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm disappointed with is is what you sort of touched on really, that she hasn't scored more goals because I think she deserves it. You know, her plays deserved it and the positions she gets in um, and, and the efforts as well. That's how many have just gone flying just past the post and, so unlucky, really. I, I mean, I, I will, if she's with us next season, I would be amazed if she doesn't hit double figures, because she can't be that unlucky again with with the fin, you know, with the ball just skim, skimming the post. And I mean, she gets in so many good positions. Um, I, I'd be I'd be really surprised if she doesn't hit double figures next year. Um, especially have, having uh, had had a season to get used to the players and everything, and the t- new team because it's and also moving down south as well. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. It does take time, but. I mean, I just think um, as she settles even more, I hope she stays. Obviously, um, then then I just I, I would imagine that she's just going to score more goals and carry on doing what she does best, which is just you know destroying teams with her skill. Really, I mean, the way she pushes the ball from one foot to another it is just great to watch. You know, it's the balance that she's got as she goes past players. It's incredible. It's a natural ability. It, you, you, you can't teach people that, really. I mean, she goes past players like they're not there, and she she can twist and turn and create space and change the direction of play, get in great positions. And it, as I say, I'll be really, really surprised if she doesn't hit double figures if she's still with us next next season. Because I think I've read somewhere that we had to pay a fee to release her from Blackburn for a contract at Blackburn. I'm hoping because we had to pay a fee that we we at least got got on a two-year contract i don't know if we did or not but i really hope we did because um there'll be a lot of interest in annabelle and it'd be great if we can keep her um for another season at least if not more but yeah i i I think next season i think she'll score loads of goals i think she's just been really 
She's getting in the positions and it's just a matter of time. I think you said earlier in the season, we are going to smash someone one day, six nil and Annabelle will probably get five of them or something like that. And I think you're right. I think that's the sort of thing she'll run. She runs a game on her own sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah, great, great, great player. So good shout, Michael. Good shout. Yeah, I have told her that she needs to stay. Uh <laughs> and she has agreed that if she does stay, if she's here next season, she's agreed to do an interview. So, uh, oh, good. Look forward to. Um, so, right. Uh, your second nomination, please, sir. Okay. So, my second nomination is the super Fran Kitchen. And, um, and I know you would have had Fran on your list as well. Um, she should be on everyone's list, I'd imagine, in, in, if you're picking eight players. Um, Fran has just been. What a signing, an absolute rock at the back. And even on Sunday, the last game of the season, again, she just saves us with these saves that you just, not only the save on Sunday, but the fact that she held on to the ball from point blank range. She, the ball didn't bounce off her and go back to the forward. Or I mean, she's just got that knack of being in the right place. She's not the tallest, I don't think, but she's got so much spring. Very rarely beaten in the top corner. I mean, even that goal that wasn't, someone scored against us when it actually didn't go in. Um, and um, e- even even goals like that, you're thinking she even was, you know, right up in the top corner at the crossbar. She's she, She's got amazing spring. She can get to anything up there. So I just think she's just been a fantastic. I mean, you, you're the stats man and she's got the most clean sheets in a season, hasn't she? So um, she's just an incredible, incredible goalkeeper. Um, again, you know, can we keep can we keep these? I mean, it's it's amazing that we finished fifth. Really, when you think of the team that we've got, we should be really pushing a lot higher. I mean, that team isn't. You know, you look at the individual players and what we've got available to us. And I mean, if you had if you put together like a team of the season for the whole division, I would. I, I mean, I know I'm biased, but I'd be picking at least five of our players in that team of the season, which shows that really we should have been further up the table. But one of the reasons that we 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 didn't go further down the table when we were having a rocky period was because of Fran. I mean, she won us, I would imagine, at least 10 or 12 points on her own, um, especially those one nil wins away from home at Durham and at Lewis, you know, really crucial wins um, that um, we relied on her to make two or three unbelievable saves and basically, you know, help us get the points. So Fran Kitchen, what a sign in. Um, incredible she's got her own song she's uh her dad comes and stands with us i mean what's not to like you know i mean i actually heard and i'm assuming this is true because she must be really old that she um rents uh she rents a room at alan hudson's mum's place so when you know what about that i mean alan hudson must be 65 something 60s so his mum must be at least i'd imagine 20 years older so yeah, she. Uh, that's what I heard. I don't know. How, I don't know if it's true or not. But well, there's a little stat for you there, Michael. Did you know that? Does that qualify as a stat? I'm not gonna lie. For a second, I thought you were implying that Fram was really old. Um, and well, a bit of trivia. A bit of trivia. Yeah, trivia. <laughs> Let's call it trivia. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were right, sir. Fram was on my list. I mean, how, how could she not be on anyone's list? Um, you know what? What? What a Another superb signing, um, Fran has been. Um, yeah, she's this season. She's got the 
She first of all, she got the stats for the most amount of clean sheets in one season since promotion. I have to put the caveat since promotion. The most amount of clean sheets in one season. Um, she's now got the most amount of clean sheets in the, in the championship for us. And she's now got the most amount of clean sheets at overall completely since promotion. So she she took all three records in one season. Um, so, you know, and, and the fact is, she so she finished with seven clean sheets. You could argue she should have finished with ten because Blackburn away was never a penalty when they and their goal was that penalty. It wasn't a penalty. Um, that would have been a clean sheet otherwise. Sheffield United at home, as you say, that didn't go in, but they got given that goal. Otherwise, that would have been the clean sheet. Um, and then Lewis at home, that wasn't a penalty either. It's the most blatant dive you're going to see all, all all your life, but they got given a penalty for that. So you know she she's unlucky to not. She should have had more clean sheets. Um. You know, and so no, she's been absolutely, absolutely fantastic for us. And and as you say, I think I think a large percentage of our wins have been by one goal. Um, and in each one of those games, she's made at least one top class save that has enabled that victory. Um, so yeah, no, France France been absolutely fantastic for us. Um, you know, like like Annabelle, I'd, I'd probably say then the, the, the Annabelle and Fran were the two best additions we made in the summer uh, I think you know where we the two where we've really managed to get two top players from this league uh, into our team um, so and like Annabelle we desperately need to keep Fran um, we need to be building on having you know from the back having Fran in goal and give her a set, give her a proper defence in front of her you know some actual actual centre backs um, but no a great choice sir Fran absolutely um, so she'd been anyone's list, uh, so a an excellent choice. Uh, and moving on, my second nomination, um, Michael Middleton will be very pleased, uh, is Amy Everett. Um, she was the the club player of the season last year, I believe. Um, now it's, it's different, we're now going to get into the realm. I, I know with some of my nominations, and I'd imagine possibly as similar to yours. And we had this a little bit last year where it had the seat. Well, at last year, it changed. There's about three different points in the season where who was in the who was leading like the the player of the season altered. Um, but for me, I think some of the, the nominations that I know I'll be mentioning half a season ago probably wouldn't have been in the eight. Um, but such has been the turnaround for some of the players. Um, it's been impossible, and the run that, that they've had, it's been impossible not to um, to nominate them. And I think Amy's one of them. And we, we 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 know how good Amy is as a player. And last season, when she switched to to being in the back towards the end, how how much she she calmed things down. Um, and obviously, we started with very good there this season, and we we had that we did have that spell where we were getting caught out defensively. But I think I do think the setup didn't help with playing the two at the back. We just didn't have the players for it. But she then got injured, and it wasn't until she'd been out injured and then she came back that you we realised just how important a player she was for us. Um, and and the reality is, we she came back in uh, back from injury. She went went into the middle of the three. Um, we changed that back line as to who was who was in it. Um, and I, I think her presence in there, 
as I said it before, enabled, I thought, because Lizzie, who we know is a good defender, but she'd had a difficult season. But playing alongside Amy and then Kirsten for most of it, you know, it really enabled Lizzie to settle. We Well, our, our back line stayed where, in defence, where it needed to be. Um, but I just thought, you know, Amy, she gave us that, that calmness, um, that more settled approach in the back. And, you know, I, I, not many defenders are probably going to get into this list because the reality is, for the fifth season running, we're like the third worst defensive team. We just we, we get that every year. We're always, in terms of conceding goals, we're always like the third worst in the league, no matter where we finish. Um, and, you know, let's be honest, defensively, we, at times, it's it hasn't been good enough to see. That, that has been one of our real struggles. Um, but as I say, I think with Amy, you, you really saw um, the difference she made. I don't think we really realised it until she'd been out injured and then she came back and the difference that it made. Along with, say, the change of formation and, and then and putting Philbs in the holding row in front. But, um, you know, again, a young player, but really composed. And she's made some great last-ditch last tackles. She did one against Sunderland where... They would they would have been clean through otherwise. You know she's put in a great goal saving tackle, um, and we've seen a few of them uh, in the second half of the season. Um, you know, and again, I think you know there's a, there's a top young player there um, who will only get better as, as the seasons go on. Um, and I, I, and as I say, I think part of she's been a key part in uh, the turnaround in the second half of the season. Uh, her return. Um, has really, really helped that. So for me, my, my second nomination is Amy Everett. Yeah, and Amy was obviously on my list as well, in, in mine. So if you hadn't picked it, I would have done. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the point you made about not realising how good, well, how much you miss her until she comes back in and you think, wow, what a difference that she's made. Um, when she was out injured, we really, really struggled, I thought. And um we tried lots of different things at the back. We moved people around all over the place to try and fill gaps and stuff. But it, we just we just didn't have the calmness that Amy gives us. She's so good under pressure. She's so um, she never gets phased by being you know chased down with a ball and stuff. And um, she's just she's a, a real calming influence. And her distribution is just immaculate. She's a great passer of the ball. Um, the only thing that's stopping her being the new, uh, you know, you could all you can see a bit of Leah w- Williamson in her, you know, the way she, um, the way she plays and leads from the back. I think she's she's you know she leads by example. The only thing that's stopping her being at that level is her pace. She just isn't. If she had a little bit more pace, recovery especially, especially because we've got some really quick players in that division, like we even saw on Sunday with um, Mel Johnson. So um, if we if we I mean, she wouldn't be playing for us. Let's face it. In this division, if she had that extra bit of pace, um, because she—I mean, I think she's—I think she's destined for the Super League anyway. But she'd be there already if she was a little bit quicker. But I think she's also learning and 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 developing in this role as well. Because you know, she was a midfielder, um, and actually, her dad told me that she started out as a forward and sort of has worked her way back. Um, and then she was in midfield for us. In you know, but the the year that she won the Player of the Year with us. She was she was playing in midfield most of that season. It was only towards the end that she dropped back, and then um, this season she's just got better and better. And actually, since she came back from injury, 
she's got even better and i'm thinking oh my god you know where what when when is she going to stop getting better because she has improved even in this season i've seen it and um she was already like a top top player uh how 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 far she can go is well it's just down to her really i think she's that good but i do think that um the difference that she's made since she's come back has made has saved our season in a way because there's no way we'd finish fifth if she wasn't if she wasn't back when she came back at the end of January. It's made a massive massive difference to us. Um, the calmness and the uh, um, how assured she is at the back when she plays and like you said she 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 makes those tackles that I don't think she was making earlier in the season. I think her reading of the game at the backs developed as well as she's played there more, and so she's making crucial tackles, last minute blocks, and she's you know I just think she's an exceptional footballer. Um, so so pleased that she's come back from injury and and, uh, and 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 played as well as she has, you know. So absolutely agree with everything you've said. I think Amy's a super player, um, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I said about if if I was picking my team of the season for the division, there'd be probably five players. I mean, Amy would be in; she'd be in my team of the season for the championship easily. Um, that's how good she is. She's one of the top players, you know, in that division. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, if you hadn't said Amy, she would have been my next one. I would have, she was on my list anyway. So my list isn't in any order, by the way. So I'm just ticking people off as we say them. But I, I wonder if the our eight that we've picked each are the same. <laughs> when we get to the last one, we both just tick off our eight. I wonder if it is the same eight. We'll find out at the end, won't we? But, um, yeah, I, I, um, I agree with you. Amy's exceptional and she's been brilliant, especially since she's come back from that injury. She's been absolutely outstanding. No, she has. Absolutely. Um, and as you know, say, as you say, hopefully she just continues to get better. And I think if we could get two proper, proper centre-backs to play either side of her, um, you know, big, big things could be nothing. Uh, so we, we can only hope that that centre-back comes along. <laughs> that commanding, dominant centre back. Um, but anyway, so I think we'll probably be close with our eight. Uh, I reckon there'll be one player difference in our list of eight, but we'll find okay. out at the end. That's, that's my theory. Uh, right. So your third nomination, please. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, my third nomination is Anna Philby, and the reason I picked Anna is that. What she's done since she's played in that defensive midfield role, she's made it her own. I mean, I can't imagine um, anyone else playing there now. I think that's her position. Um, I think she's so ver- she's one of those players that she's actually so versatile that she could play in, in a number of positions. And when you've got someone like that, you probably don't appreciate them as much as if someone just played one position and was that was their position but I think she's found it now I think she's found that position and she's so suited to it because she's got the she's played as she's played as a midfielder in the past and she's played as a central defender so she's got the attributes of both of those and when you play in that defensive midfield role you've got to defend uh so her defensive qualities come out there and she does get stuck in I mean she's she she likes to tackle doesn't she as uh as that player last week found out um, against Lewis, but um, uh, she's she's a, she's 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 a great she's great at reading the game and she gets in the right position to make those challenges. But also she um, she's her distribution is superb, so she's just perfect for that position, picking up the ball off off the defenders 
and but she also covers the ground and fills the gaps in between. So um, I think she's had. I think again m more. I mean, she scored a cracking goal away at Durham, of course, as well. But I think more important um, to us at the, in the latter part of the season. Um, I mean. Amy coming in back from injury and Anna will be filling in that defensive midfield role to release Coral as well. Those are the, those things that those those two things have probably changed our season, I think. So um, I can't, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of of Philbs. I think she's a fantastic footballer, another young player who's got a great future. Um, so uh, defensive midfield maestro Anna Philby is my next choice. Yeah, she was on my list. Ah, yeah. you see? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, how, how could Fields not be? Uh, yeah. I, do you know what? I, I think because, obviously, when we signed her, we thought she was going to... I think she started possibly midfield first couple of games. I might be wrong on that. And then she's playing centre-back. But I, I feel like... And I'm, I might be completely wrong here, but I feel like she... It, it just looked like... Because, obviously, we were struggling. We, we started to concede goals and we weren't playing... And she could seem to be the one that kept getting dropped. Um, and it felt like she was the one being punished and it probably wasn't the right person to drop. But um, for a while, it, it did look like, you know, it was it just wasn't settling for Philbs in terms of consistency in the team and where she was playing and stuff. And, you know, but as you say, that holding midfield role, because we, we've been desperate for that all season. Chloe Arthur started there and then got dropped from it. Because uh, Riley played there. Coral played there. And it was killing us that we weren't having someone in there that was doing the job that you need. In the formation we play, you need to have an effective defensive midfielder. Um, and and then Phil's, you know, we were in this, this 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 change of the formation and the, and the, the personnel. And Phil's got put in that role and she's been absolutely superb in it. Absolutely superb, but it's not just not just a defensive game because you know she does provide that that extra oomph for the for the, the back line, um, the battling in there. Um, but her distribution has been superb, sitting there in the in the, in the middle. Um, you know she's got a really good foot on her, so her distribution has been great. But her set pieces as well. She takes all the corners, she takes a lot of free kicks. Her set pieces, you know, they have, have made us a real threat from those as well. Um, and gosh, you can off him. You know, she scored a, a beautiful goal, um, a match winner. Um, was it Durham? Was it Durham that her match winner was away? Yeah, uh, that way yeah. to Durham. Um, yeah. And but she's had another couple since where um, I think she's hit a bar and once she's gone over the bar, and you know she can she can she she can off him. Um, so I feel Phil's. I, I love I love Phil's anyway. She's been um, she always comes over to us after every game. Um, you know, she's been fantastic. Obviously, I, I won her signed shirt from the Sunderland game as well, just framed on my wall. So, um, no, I think Phil's has been fantastic, and it just it was frustrating that she wasn't getting that settled kind of run for a bit. But I'm really glad that now, as you say, I think she's found that position, and for me, she's got to be starting in that, that defensive midfield role, um, next season as well. And you know, can, and continue again, she's another player I think will only get better for us. I said 100%, yeah, Philbs would have been in my choice as well. So I agree with you on on having her as your third pick, 100%. Excellent. She's been brilliant, hasn't she? Love her to bits. I mean, um, yeah, she's that's been a problem role for us, that defensive midfield role. And she's just solved the problem, hasn't she? She's been brilliant. 
Love it, love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So my, my third nomination is going to an Eagle Eye View alumni, uh, our good old friend Molly Sharp. Um, now, Molly, I, I said a little bit earlier about players that wouldn't have been in there at the halfway point in the season. And, and to be honest, Molly is one of those because she was barely playing. You know, at the start of the season, you kind of look to Ben one last year, she got, you know, last season she was a golden boot winner, seven goals, five in the league. She got, she's the only one to score in the Conti Cup. Um, so she got the golden boot. And then obviously with the, the signs we'd made in the summer, the first couple of games we lined up, she was on the bench and it kind of looked like she was, you know, the one to lose out on all, all the, uh, the the rebuild of the team. Um and for a while, it was, you know, when she did come on, she was stuck down the middle, you know, be down the middle of the pitch. And um, as I say, it's it's a very difficult role for us uh, down the middle of the pitch. Um, and, you know, it, it, it kind of got lost in her a little bit, I think. But in, this re- in the reshape, um, she's ended up playing out on the left wing. And it's been superb. Been absolutely superb, and and she's been, re- you know, really key at it um, because she's she's coming deep, she's getting the ball, but she's she's constantly that outlet for Coral uh, on that left hand side, and and for and for Annabelle, and and we saw it, you know, with the link up play for the first Lewis goal was just incredible between them, and you know she's she's been so much more of a threat down there because that it's given us that outlet which we'd lost with Sibs's injury. Um, and we didn't replace Sibs for ages in that position. And then Molly has done it. Um, and you, you, you've got to, when, when, to, to attack, you need to have more than one option, you know. And she's given us that. Um, and, I, and she started scoring goals again as well. And, you know, she's ended the season on, on five goals. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's been a real big turnaround for it. It can't have been easy after, you know, last season being a fairly, you know, fairly regular player and, and everything to... You know, for the first half of the season, she's had to kind of wait her chances. When they've come, they've oh, the team's not exactly been playing very well, and it's it had been a very difficult first half of the season. But you know, she's been really, really key in, in the second half of the season um, for me. You know, she with her, with her pace, with her, but she's she's stronger on the ball. And more confidence has come along, and you know, and she's chipped in with some some really important goals. Um, to match-winning goals um, and most scores goals, so you know, and she obviously she loves this, she loves a goal against the Northerners, um, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah, I I just think for me, um, it's been a massive turnaround for for, for Molly, um, and so much so that for, she she makes she made my top eight list um, as my and she's my third nomination. <laughs> She was on my list as well, so yeah, we all we yeah. She was she was on my list. I think Molly. What's what's really impressed me about Molly is the way that she, because she's an attacking player. Let's face it, but she's defended so well, and what she's really good at is is when when we've um when we've got a throw in in like in our own half, she is the player that we can get can get the ball and get us up the pitch. So um, I just think she's. She's just slotted into that role as if she's been playing there all her life, you know, which I don't think she's that familiar with that sort of left. It's almost like a left wing back sort of left wing role. And 
she's just been exceptional there. And as I say, her defensive work has been really impressive because that's not really what she's on. The, you know, she, she's she's always been a forward, isn't she, old Moles? So I just think she's just um, she's really put a lot in for the team and gets back well, gives us extra cover on that on that left-hand side. I think she's just been exceptional. So she was in my... And, and you're right, there's so many players that have come better in the second half of the season, isn't there? And she's one of them. And um, and she's just been exceptional and obviously scored some crucial goals as well. Uh, cutting in from that left-hand side, it gives her that little bit of extra space whereby, as you say, when you're playing down the middle, it's very difficult when we, we, we because we've got all these players that are sort of floating around, like Annabelle and Coral, given a bit of freedom... The player who's who's up top on is usually pretty much isolated or on their own a lot of the time, and um, it's very difficult for anyone to do that. What Molly's done is getting a bit more time on the ball. She's got that pace and power to get down the left, so she carries the ball for us up the pitch, gets us up the pitch, and she's been exceptional. So she was on my list as well, and um, yeah, she's just been she's just had a really another really good season. That's two in a row for her. So. Really pleased for her because she um, she had to wait her time, like you say, at the beginning of the season. And when she did get in the team, it, she, the whole team seemed to be struggling a bit and hard, isn't it? When you when you're coming into a team that's not really clicking. So yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was a great second half, especially. But she's fully deserved to be in the top eight. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're, we're down to one pick each. Uh, yeah. I've just realised I actually made a list of nine. Um, oh, I said, no. I've, I've got three options left, uh, uh, and I'm going to be forced to make a decision now. And I'm still going to be because I'm, I'm kind of torn. Because I've got a feeling you're going to mention one of my three, <laughs> and I'm going to make the decision yeah. on the other two. So I'm going, that's going to be a right, right. Bugger. Well, I've got two here, and I'm really worried that you might not pick the other one because I think they both really do deserve to be in the top eight. But right, that just, I think that one just of goes... is going to be very disappointed. Yeah, I think <laughs> possibly, and I think um, it's really go. It's it's a testament to the players that there's so many that could have been in the top eight actually, and there's there's players that we're not that we haven't picked that are very very close. You know, there, you know, I think there's some, been some exceptional performances throughout the squad really. So um, anyway, yeah, my next one is Husey, um, and Hughesy. the reason I picked. I mean, she's top goal scorer, isn't she, for a start? So, you know. Um, but the reason I picked Husey is not so much about her goals. It's about her technical ability. I just think she's technically, as a centre-forward, absolutely superb. Um, I mean, obviously, she's a Welsh international. You know, she comes on quite often off the bench to play for Wales in those games. So she's got quite a few caps, I'd imagine, now for Wales. But what... Um, what Hughesy gives us is that little bit of class, you know, that little bit of technically she just holds the ball up. She knows how to play. She's brilliant in the air. Um, she scores goals, as we've seen. And I mean, I'll talk about more about this next week when we talk about our favourite parts. But the hat trick at Blackburn was just a sublime performance from her. Um, and um, I just think she's an, she's just technically a very good centre forward. I think. Um, I think that's. I think she's the best player for us in that role. I don't think we've got a better player who can play up there, um, because I just think she holds the ball up. I think her movement, strength. I mean, she's been unlucky. She should have had a penalty against Charlton. She was flattened, wasn't she, from behind? Um, you know, I don't think she gets an awful lot of protection from the referees. I just think she's a really, really good player. Um, 
And um, even the finish against Charlton, that was not an easy finish. I know you might look at it and think, oh, gosh, she's eight yards out and she just got. But, the, you know, sometimes, actually, when you're that close, the keeper can come out and, you know, you had, she had to react really quickly to, and hit that first time. Um, and that's that shows confidence when you, you can just smash it into the net first time anywhere on the pitch, really. So, um, yeah, I just think she's a really, really top, top player. Um, she was top goal scorer for Charlton last season, top goal scorer for us this season. That's not a coincidence. She knows where the net is. And um, and again, I think next season, after a season with the club, if we can keep hold of her next season, I think there's much more to come from from Husey. I think I think she's she's got more goals in her than she scored this season. Um, and the fact that three of them came in one game as well, as, as exceptional as those three goals were, I just think that... Um, I just think she's fully deserves her place in the in, in in our eight, but I'm now really worried about who you're going to pick. But yeah, do you want to comment? Do you want to comment on Husey? Would she have, would she have been in yours? Yeah, Husey is on my list. How could he? Yeah. How could he not pick the top goal scorer? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what? As, and I said before, the central striker has a thankless task in our team. I say men's and women's teams at, at, at Palace. It is just, oh, it's. I feel, I always feel sorry for him. I mean, you know, Benteke went through it. I mean, don't get me wrong, he missed, he had missed some right old howlers at times. But, you know, he went through it. I think Edward, I mean, he's dropped off a little bit, but I think Edward has got a lot of stick. But, I, I mean, I, I don't rate my terror, but, you know, our strikers always get the stick. But I think, how many chances do, you ever, do we everybody create for him? And in all fairness, it's, it's been the same for, for the women. You know, how many chances have been created for Husey across the season? Because she she's been the lead starting striker for most of it, um, but you know, for anyone that's played in that central role, they've had very little. You know, it's not like they're getting three or four great chances a game and not taking them. You know, you, they're not really getting. You know, her goal on on Saturday, sorry, on Sunday, was probably her her only chance of the game. Actually, yeah. what actual decent chance of the game? Um, oh no, she had a header. I think that went over the bar from a corner. Um, but you know, so it is, it is such a difficult thing to do and it takes a lot of discipline because you're not, you know, you, you, as a striker, you think you, you're there for scoring all the goals and, and it just, the way you play, it just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, but as you say, you know, her hold up play, um, her strength, the presence that she provides, you know, it, they're, they're all key elements to her game. Um, and it's funny because she, she raced into, into the lead like by some clear distance. I think for a while she was on like five goals and then I think Annabelle was second on two or something like that, you know, and it, it was like that for ages. And then Annabelle pulled it all the way back to six all. And then the last couple of weeks, Coral and, and, and Moles have got themselves um, into the running with, with five each. And she's just sat there on six for ages. And then the last day pops up and nicks it, <laughs> you know, and, and wins the golden boot trophy all on her own. So, um, but you know, as, as, as you say, you know, there's, She'll get your goals, um, and if we can keep improving next season, she'll, she'll get and she stays. She'll get us more goals, um, and I say it's a very difficult role to do. And um, you know, she, she's she's really worked her socks off in that position. Um, so yeah, she was she's definitely on my list as well. Um, and now I've got to make the decision between two players. Oh lord, um, oh man. I don't know. I can, I can I can think of really decent arguments for both players, uh, and I'm, I'm torn between one. One gets the nod for 
their improved their second half of the season, and the other one it's a nod for their versatility. Oh, I don't know who to go for. Well, can I guess who they are? Are you allowed? Am I allowed? You can guess who they are. Yeah. Okay, I think the one who's um, they had a really good second half of the season. I'm going to say that's Holly Olding. Right. You don't have to tell me if I'm right or not. The one who's been picked for her versatility, I can only just say it. Um, that's a really difficult one. Um, I, I'd probably say Kirsten Riley. Am I close with those two? No, you're spot on with those two. Who do I pick? I kind of feel bad because I keep going, you know, there's a few people that are based on the second half of the season. Um. Do you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Kirsten Riley. Okay. It's tough. It could go. It could go either way. I, I can always put him as a half and half candidate because for Holly, the second half of the season, she, you know, uh, from what we've read, she, she when she joined us, she's had some struggles going on, hasn't she? I think there's been some injury issues. She barely played the first half of the season. I mean, I think she did some some substitutes appearances and a couple of starts. And 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 to be honest with you. Um, like it was like the like the Bristol City defeat. They weren't. If we if we're really really honest, at, at Christmas, we, we we wouldn't have been discussing Holly, even in, in our starting 11s. It just because she she'd barely played, you know. And so when she then did play, she just wasn't able to get going. Um, and but the second half of the season, when she's had a run of games and the fitness and and. And everything, you know, she's she's really come on leaps and bounds in it. And her and Coral have been that midfield the entire time. Well, her Coral and Fields have been that midfield the entire time. And um, she she scores screamers. She don't do tapping. You know, she scored some absolute belters for us. Um, you know, and so we really saw because we really saw her, her, her pace again on on Sunday against Charlton. Um, you know, and so she'd be a really worthy candidate to be in this. Although. For the tallest, especially as the tallest player in the pitch, or for our team, she doesn't bloody jump. <laughs> she doesn't win enough headers. She should be winning far more headers if I'm right with her. But she would, she'd have been, a, she would have been, um, a really worthy candidate for this. Uh, but I'm going to go for Kirsten because Kirsten across the season. I mean, when we signed her, she came in. I believe she's a midfielder by trade. Obviously. We get very limited information, don't we? So, but for what was shown as, um, on the very brief information that we had, um, she's, uh, I think she, I believe she's a midfielder, and she's played across the season. She's played just in central midfield. She's played holding midfield. She's played middle centre back, right back, right sided centre back, left back. I think left sided centre back. She's played in so many different positions, you know. I mean, God, left back, bless. Her. I mean, that was a, a, a torrid game for everybody in, in that game. You know, she she's had to keep adapting in so many different positions that it, and it, that it can't be easy. And, and some of those she's had to play during our, our really difficult spell. Let's be honest. We've as as brilliant as the the second half of the season has been. We had a spell that middle third. It was god awful. We barely had a shot, and we were defensively crap. If we're really honest, then we'll talk about that next week. Obviously, 
you know, but she's had to, she was going through that regularly and kept moving around positions. Um, but yeah, as we, re, when we, re, when we set ourselves down and we got that run, she was playing the right of the three along with Amy and um, Lizzie and, you know, was, was, re, was really, really solid. And I think that takes, whereas it's taken a lot of mental strength for Holly to go through the first half of the season, not getting the game time and then to, 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 you know, to work and, and build herself and put in performances, which has got better and better as the season's gone on. With Kirsten, I think it's also taken another form of mental strength where, you know, she's had to play all sorts of positions for difficult performances, difficult times, and to, to keep going and then have the strong end of the season that she did. Um, you know, I think it's really commendable. So I've kind of basically said both of them, but um, if, I, if I'm having to put one into the eight, then... I'm, I'm giving Kirsten the, the nod just over Holly. Well, Holly was my eighth one. So we've got seven exactly the same. And then the only difference is you've said Kirsten and I've said Holly. So, um, but you had half of Holly there, didn't you? So you almost had Holly. Um, so we, 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 yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just think, um, uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, it's this, We've we've watched the team all season, and I think we've yeah. I, I mean, I do think that they're the players that have really stood out, that the ones that we've covered. So um, I just think um, you know, there's there's other players that are really worthy of mentions as well. You know, Lizzie Waldy has been outstanding at times, solid there. You know, um, and especially since Amy's come back in, it's given seems to have given Lizzie a new lease of life, really. Um, she's 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 played with great confidence as well until she had that injury towards the end and she's missed the last couple of games. But I thought Lizzie had done has done really well, um, and uh, there's been other great performances throughout the team. I just think you know, um, I think Paige has been unlucky that she hasn't played more. She's been on the bench a lot, um, but yeah, we've got we talk about that next next week, won't we? About about the season as a whole. So, um, so I suppose now, Mike, because it's ten o'clock, you I suppose you need to say. Who your eagle eye view out of those eight player of the season is then? I do, but before I announce that, I just want to give a, a quick mention to Izzy Sibley. Yeah, because I think had she not had her ACL injury, she would have been on this list for both of us because she has the start of the season was absolutely phenomenal, and at the point of her injury was the player of the season up to that point. Um, you know, absolutely superb. It kind of came out of left field because we hadn't seen enough of her last season to, to expect that. And wow, what a start the season she had. Absolutely fantastic playing down that wing. Um, you know, it was a massive, massive blow to lose her that we didn't recover from for a while. We, As I say, in, until we found our feet this second half of the season, you know, we... we we didn't recover from losing Sibs. Um, so, you know, I think, I, I fully believe that had she been fit for the season, she should be, should have been mentioned tonight in one of, the, in one of our, our nominations um, and we've been right up there for, for winning it. So I just wanted to mention that to Sibs um, and hopefully we'll see her back sooner rather than later. I don't know how long her recovery is still to go, um, but fingers crossed. Um, although I believe she's, her contract might be up as well. I think she's a season and a half. Um, but fingers crossed, uh, we'll see her fit on the pitch next season. So I just wanted to give a, a mention to, to Izzy for that. Uh, right, so 
the 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 winner of the Eagle Eye View Player of the Season award. Now, I'm not going to lie; it was down to two players, and for a lot of the season, it's been down to two players, two real standout players, um, and I, I could give reasons for why both both win it. Um, but I can only pick one. Uh, and for me, that has to be Frank Hitching. Um, Annabelle was was the other option. Um, you know, I think two, two of the absolute standouts for this season for two very different reasons. Um, you know, and I, I, that's why I was, I was, I was quite really glad that Annabelle won the fans player of the season because I kind of she, I, I wanted her to get that recognition because she's been absolutely superb for us this season. Um, but for me, the reason why I've given it to Fran, uh, you know, previously it's been won by two midfielders and a striker. Um, but Fran has been absolutely outstanding and a difference maker this season. Uh, we since we've come up, we have been desperate for a top quality keeper. We've had several keepers play for us, you know, and, you know, some, some good keepers, but it's, it's not quite been the full package. Um, and I fully believe that if you're going to build a team that's going to be successful, then that starts at the back, you know, the spine of your team and you've got to have a top keeper. And, you know, the men for years, we had it with, with Jules. Um, and then when he, got to the end of his career we got stuck with Hennessy we didn't have it anymore and it, it, it shows defensively and then we got it back with Guaita you know and um, it's so important it's such a key area um, and in Fran you know we we signed a what, two-time Golden Glove winner in this league and what a player she's been and for me you know at a time where as I say we defensively we've been the third worst five seasons running we ship a lot of goals Um but for Fra- with Fran, she has saved so many points for us. Uh, Chris Guy, Sean's dad, he said, I remember him saying it a few weeks ago, that the reason, you know, there are several wins that would have been draws had it not been for Fran. Um, and that's been a difference maker. You know, we've, we've, in the past, there's games we would have drawn or games we would have lost. Um, but Fran's, what she's done in goal has kept those as wins, has turned those those kind of results into wins. You know, as I say, I I think it's like we had what eleven wins. I think I think it's like seven of those eleven, maybe eight, were by one goal. Um, you know, and she's the reason that those those have happened. Obviously, obviously the performance as a whole, but in all of those games, there's been at least one top draw save from her at times two or three, you know, absolutely top draw saves from her. Um, and so for me, that's where she has just been absolutely outstanding. And there's been, that's been a difference maker for me in my decision as to, as to who wins this. As I say, there's so many reasons why I could have given it to Annabelle. Um, but I think this year, you know, to, to, to have, 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 have had all the problems we've had in, in, in front as well. Um, because as I say, you know, we we got caught out. Our defence was all over the place for a long time, changing players, and it was 
getting caught out on the break all the time. And, and to go through all of that, and she's to come out with seven clean sheets, broken the record, all three records since promotion this season and doing so. And she a penalty save as well. Um, yeah, for me, I just, it has to be Frank Kitchen. Yeah, she's been outstanding, hasn't she? Um, absolutely. My my choice would be that as well. And and um and I think um yeah, I just think Fran's just saved us so many times. I mean, you know, when you make those long away trips up to Durham and you just think, Oh, Fran, you managed to get your finger on that penalty, you know? And it and at the time you think they've hit the post, but then when you when you actually when you when you see a photo of her actually with the hand her hand on the ball, you know that she's actually made that slight touch to push it onto the post, and there's just and, and there's been other incredible saves that she's made, um, and um, she's just been exceptional. I mean, what a signing, you know. And when when we signed her, um, uh, Natalie, who watches a lot of Sheffield United, you know, um, Nat, she she said that she'll save you, she'll she'll win you about ten or twelve points a season. She's absolutely spot on because I think that's what Fran's done. She's won us those points, really. Um, and I think she won um, she won the Golden Glove at Sheffield United for two seasons as well, which, you know, to win that with not a team, not one of the top teams, which, Sheffield, I mean, Sheffield United would probably finish in the top four or so once, maybe. But they're not one of the teams that were really pushing for promotion at any of those seasons. So it just goes to show, you know, how, how, how incredible she is to, 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 to stand out like that. And it's inc- when you think about it, you know, we have conceded the third worst goal. We've got the, fir- the first, the third worst goals against in the league. I mean, if it wasn't for Fran, you just dread to think what it might have been like, you know. Um, she's just been outstanding. So I agree with that decision uh, 100%. Yeah, total difference maker. You know, uh, it's, you, you, if we lose early summer, God. You know, you, you just can't, as I say, you know, there's there's been some real standout players and uh, and and then the other season, you know, Annabelle could have easily walked away with the trophy, but I just think that the the, the difference, what what Fran has done in goal for us this season, it's just been, you know, and I'd say it's something that we just haven't had before. Um, so, yeah, for me, it, it was just, yeah, probably deserved as the winner, I think. Um, and let's, let's hope we, she's here next season. A, so we can give her a trophy, <laughs> but B, because you know that we, that's where we need to say we need to build from is that solid foundation. Um, so yes, yeah, so there we go. So, uh, congratulations to Fran, uh, Super Fran Kitchen and Girl. Uh, she is the 2022 23 Eagle View Player of the Season. Um, obviously, uh, so massive, massive congratulations to her. Uh, Annabelle Blanchard is the fans player of the season, so massive congratulations to her. And um, Elise Hughes is the Golden Boot winner. Uh, so huge congratulations to her. Um, hopefully we'll be giving out a couple of trophies for that come the summer. And as I say, we've got a special trophy which I've ordered today uh, to, to, to give out that uh, I will reveal when the trophy turns up. I'll do a little photo of it with a shirt or whatever and um, we will reveal that and hopefully give that out at the start of next season as well. So, uh, with that said, um, next week it will be we'll do a season review. Uh, we'll look back across the year, the ups and downs of the season, favorite games, favorite moments, favorite goals, that kind of thing. Um, so we'll look back at that next week. So hopefully you will join us for that. Um, 
and if anyone wants to share their favourite moments, favourite games, anything like that, favourite performances, high, you know, good memories, bad memories, highs and lows, anything like that. If you want to share that with us, then feel free to message me beforehand or when we're when we're recording the pod next week, and I can I'll, I can read them out. Um, get you guys involved. So that would be next week's. Um, so please tune in for that. If you haven't listened to the, the Snashfold interview, interview, please do. I highly recommend it. It's really, really insightful. Listen, and you know, it's one of those voices that you can just listen to for ages. Um, you know, uh, and I've got to watch the man each lasagna. So you know, <laughs> I'm winning a life. Uh, but no, if you haven't listened to it already, please do. As I say, it's on the recordings on Twitter. Um, I tweeted, I've tweeted it out before. It is on Spotify as well. Um, so please do listen to that. I hope you've enjoyed listening to tonight. Obviously, I've got to talk briefly about Charlton and us going through uh, the players. And the way we do it this way, I know it might seem a bit long, but I think it's good to to give a little, you know, our reasoning for the, these players and kind of jogs the memory a bit for, for those who are listening as to our view, at least, of what these players have brought to the team this season. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. Uh, some massive congratulations again to, to Fran for winning. Um, Phil, is there anything you'd like to add? No, no, just to echo um, the congratulations to Fran and also to Annabelle for being quite close to, the, to Fran, actually. From I mean, it was, it was out of those two. And Annabelle has been named as the fans player from Twitter votes. So, unfortunately, we don't have a trophy for that one, but she's got the accolade in a public arena, isn't she on Twitter? So I'm sure that she'll, uh, she'll be pleased with that. And, and, um, and, and congratulations, like you say to Hughesy, because, uh, you know, to win that golden boot, um, fully deserved for her. I think she's been exceptional and in, as you say, in a very difficult role there as well, you know, heavily marked usually by two central defenders, the way we play. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's everyone. Everyone's fully deserving of their of, of those awards, and um and 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 Fran has just been the difference in so many games. It had to be Fran. It had to be. I would have been very disappointed if it wasn't. <laughs> but thanks again, Mike. Good pod. Thanks. Right, and to you, Phil. Always a pleasure. Um, so just say thanks to everybody who's listened into us live. Uh, thank you to all of you listening back to the recording on Twitter, and uh, all of you who are listening to us on Spotify. We are free to listen and subscribe to you on Spotify. And uh, if you subscribe, then you get notified when the pod drops. So please do go over there and follow us. Uh, so thank you to everybody. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed tonight. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week and uh, we'll go through the season. So uh, with that said, yeah, good night to everybody. Cheers for you, Phil. Cheers, Mike. And come on, you palace. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. Oh, 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 oh. Super Frank Kitchen and Go.